This is Recruiting Daily's Recruiting Live podcast, where we look at the strategies behind the world's best talent acquisition teams. We talk recruiting, sourcing, and talent acquisition. Each week, we take one overcomplicated topic and break it down so that your three-year-old can understand it. Make sense? Are you ready to take your game to the next level? You're at the right spot. You're now entering the mind of a hustler. Here's your host, William Tincup. Ladies and gentlemen, this is William Tincup, and you are listening to the Recruiting Daily Podcast. Today, we're actually going to be having, taking on a really, really, really fun topic. I can't wait. We have Kate Browse on, and make sure I pronounce your last name correctly, um, from NTI. And we're going to be talking about helping disabled Americans and their family caretakers find at home or work at home jobs. Okay, that's a long title, but uh, Kate and I went back and forth on this, and we really wanted to kind of get it right and get the subject matter right. And, uh, and we're going to have a fun conversation. So, Kate, without any further ado, will you introduce both yourself and also NTI? Uh, thank you. As you said, my name is Kate Browse. I am a disability advocate, and I work for NTI, that stands for National Telecommuting Institute. And we are a U.S. nonprofit. We were founded in 1995 with the express mission of helping disabled Americans find at-home jobs. Our 25th year was actually 2020, and we wanted to do something at that point to increase our services to the disability community. And that's when we also opened our doors to family caretakers. And then ironically enough, COVID came along. And so we were perfectly positioned to help more people than ever before in the disability community find jobs and stay safe during COVID. And as you said, William, you said this is a really fun topic. I agree with you, but it's also a very important topic. 100%, 100%. Because, you know, here's the deal. Everybody's got, um, everybody's connected to this. Like, you know, we, we've talked about this with Parkinson's and cancer. Everyone, everyone has a family member, a friend, et cetera. Um, that that has uh, a disability that they they're you know everybody has something that they're overcoming but 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 it, when it comes to disabilities and work everyone's got something everybody knows somebody so we you know I love how you framed that you're you know a disabled advocate we should all be or at least aspire to be disabled advocates uh, you know and we should all be more helpful which some of that comes to understanding like you come. You, you got to, you know, you got to, you got to basically, you aspirationally, you have to then understand what's really going on, which is why the topic is important, but also understanding how the topic changes. And uh, so I think one of the things I want to, want to explore with you um, today is, you know, what did we learn or what did you learn from COVID, you know, for, as you worked with, you know, on both sides, worth of employers, uh, and and also employees and maybe even candidates if you if you work with with those folks as well. But what did you learn from COVID and you know work from home and remote work? 
here's the really interesting thing that that we maybe already knew at NTI and that the disability community already knew, but that businesses finally have caught up to and understand now is that the reasonable accommodation of Mm -hmm. at-home work really is doable. And there's over the past 26 years of our history, for 25 of those, Many times we would approach organizations about becoming an employer partner with NTI to provide those jobs to the disability community. And they would say something like, yeah, NTI, we think your mission is really great and we strive to support the disability community, but that at-home job, we can't offer you that from our side in our vertical and organization and company. And with covid most of those companies are now singing a different tune. And so whether people are getting a job through NTI or not, the reasonable accommodation of an at-home job is something that is now a reality, not only in this country, but around the world. And William, that to me is the most inspiring thing that as a world, the world has learned about the yeah. you know that at home job that we really can do it we we really can be successful and we can have really good statistics and we can be very productive in that 100%. environment well it's 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 we had to prove it to ourselves right so we needed a, a global pandemic to no, we didn't we really didn't and i no, hate to interrupt you but we didn't need that <laughs> i know i we know just we needed did. to open our minds so. well 100 100 uh we we didn't need it But one of the silver linings of that global pandemic is that we learned that most of of the uh, what some people would say white collar or knowledge worker jobs, um, they could be done remotely. You know, that director of demand gen job, the marketing job that that doesn't you don't have to have a cube next to the people that go to the place. Um, And so thankfully, the world has learned that now. It'll be interesting to see how kind of post-COVID, how people come back to work. And I say back to work, I mean, really, I'm talking about back to headquarters or back to office locations. But uh, I really believe that candidates and employees, now that they know the air's out of the bottle, now that they know that they can do this work remotely, I'm not sure they want to do, you know, some people will always want to go to the office and that's fine. Um, and, and I just read a study, uh, the other day about fresh grads and about how they want to go to an office because it's their first job. So they want to get dressed up. They want to go to a, you know, they, they, they want to actually go to an office. That, that makes sense. But by and large, most people want the flexibility of, 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 yes, I can, or, or no, I don't have to. And I love the way that you phrase the reasonable accommodation. I think, I think that phrase, which is always, um, it's been around in the disability community for, for, for years, but I think that's, that's now becoming more of a mainstream phrase where other types of people are like, listen, I just, I want to, I want to telework. I want to, I want to, I want to work from home. I want to work from Idaho. I want to work from wherever. And if it's outcomes-based work, it's easier to be able to navigate that. And now that we have these other mechanisms, 
Slack and Monday and Zoom and all these other things, it's like, you know, you don't have to be in the spot. Um, one of the things when we were going back and forth on the title and the topic is we also want to talk about the caregivers. So, so much of the discussion around diversity and inclusion is about the person it's, itself, which is great. We've got no issues with that whatsoever. But one of the things I loved about when we were going back and forth and talking about it, it's like, well, when you're when you're doing with disabled, you're 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 also doing with kind of a network, an ecosystem of people that help support and that are there for and help uh, the people that are around them, and they also need uh, a reasonable accommodation or potentially reasonable accommodation. Tell us a little bit more about what you're learning there. Well, that's something that isn't necessarily something that we are learning. We already knew that there was a need for this community. And at NTI, it was a no-brainer for us because we had heard this request hundreds of times over the years. We would have a mother that would call and say, hi, you know, I have a child with a disability and I need to stay home. Can you help me? Or we would hear, I have an aging parent with dementia and I can't leave them alone. Could you help me? Or I'm caring for an uncle who is a disabled veteran. And all of those times we had to, you know, inside we're crying and going, no, we can't help you because that's not what our mission allowed us to do. But we changed our model, as I mentioned in 2020, so that we can allow those family caretakers of the disabled to have that very same opportunity that we offer to the disability community. And we offer free training and job services. So if you are a disabled American and you want that at-home job or you're that family caretaker, Our services are 100% free to those communities, and we provide you free training, and once you have completed that training, then you are eligible for the jobs with our employer partners, which are Fortune 500 companies that are hiring across the United States. So it really opens up the doors to new careers in customer service, and that's what we try to help people understand is that when you are disabled and you find a job that works for you, it's you're a lot less likely to job hop. So for example, if I'm working as a barista at my local coffee shop or Panera Bread, and I decide that I want a different job because Starbucks is offering 25 cents more an hour, or won't make me work weekends or what have you, you're going to say, oh, that's a no brainer. I'm going to leave one coffee barista position for something very similar that's you right. know within a couple of miles. But when you are looking for that at home accommodation and you find a good fit, you're not as likely to job hop and move on. And what that does is that opens up career paths. And that's something that we are really trying to help the disability community understand is that these aren't just a job and customer service. It can be if that's the way you want to look at it. But for those who want it to turn into a career It can, and COVID has made that home that they can tap into to promote within the organization for other positions that are now able to be done remotely. I love this. So one of the things I wanted to ask you is, is when you say the disability community, give me an idea, because I, I 
I was born legally blind. So I have a idea or an idea of, of at least, you know, <laughs> the vision related disabilities. Um, but, but, you know, I'm, I'm, I would say oblivious or to some degree about the spectrum of You're blind to that spectrum. I am that blind. Was, that, was, like that, that was really, said, that was, I, Pun intended. Couldn't resist, William. No. <laughs> pun intended. Pun intended. It was absolutely intended. Um, so, so that we educate the audience when we, because you're working with with everybody. What when Correct. you say disability community? Give us some ideas. Give us some real ideas of what that community looks like. The ta- tapestry of that community looks sure. like today. Well, we follow the CDC guidelines to Mm -hmm. define a disability, but something that I personally brought to NTI and that I'm really proud of and that now has become a focus at NTI is many people, when you think of a disability, you think of seeing that person who has a spinal cord injury and needs Mm -hmm. to use a wheelchair for mobility or somebody who was born with cerebral palsy and may walk with a limp or things that are very visible. But what I like to advocate for as much as that, or even more, is the term invisible disabilities. Hmm. And that's an increasingly large segment of the population. Invisible disabilities can range from anything from like Crohn's disease or cancer that you might not be able to see visibly to things like PTSD, anxiety, and depression, which are all very real disabilities. I was going to ask you about where does mental health play here? Exactly. That That is a disability. So if you have a diagnosis of anxiety or depression right. from your medical professional, and because of that, you would benefit from having that at-home job, our services are free to you. And something that's really great for the disability community who may be listening to understand is that, for example, let's say that one of our employer partners is Amazon. They have been in the past And let's say that you want a job with Amazon. You can go to Amazon and you can get that at-home job as a customer service agent. But if you come to NTI, you kind of skip the line. So you're not Mm. having competing against those thousands of other resumes that people are sending to Amazon. You're going directly to NTI who goes directly to Amazon. And the reason that you get to skip the line is because once you've completed the training at NTI, our employer partners know that you already have the needed skills. They don't have to hire you and then find out, oh, there's a gap in your skills or your resume wasn't actually accurate or you don't have the experience that you claimed you did. We make sure that all of the T's are crossed and all of the I's are dotted before we connect the people who have completed our training with the jobs that our employer partners offer. And because of that, they kind of get to jump that line a little bit. So if you have any listeners who are looking for those jobs or are frustrated that they can't seem to find what they're looking for, completing our training, which is 100% free, opens up doors that otherwise wouldn't be available. Oh, I like that. I like I like that on a lot of levels. And I love that we've got to invisibility uh, and be, because, again, I don't think it takes anything away from what is visible uh, or nor should it. Uh, and, and what is known that, uh, again, that's great, but, but people, you know, they might not be upfront. Like Crohn's is a great example. I have a good friend that has Crohn's, but they don't talk about it. You know, it's very, pri- they're very private and uh, right. you wouldn't even know that they're suffering as much as they're suffering. Cause they just don't talk about it. 
Very true. And you know, you just said something, William, that I want to make sure that any listeners would understand. We are a national disability organization, but we don't ask you to share your disability unless you want to. NTI is a completely safe workspace. I love my job here because I can bring my whole self to work. Mm. Many of our team members at NTI have disabilities and share them and are, you know, everyone knows about it. But there are others who maybe they have a disability and they don't know. But the bottom line is that if you have a disability, you're eligible for our services. If you want to disclose that and to talk about it and to have support for that, then we have that available and we can connect you to others who also are looking for that support or who have similar disabilities. But if that's something that you're not comfortable sharing, we don't ask, we don't tell, and we just work with you to make sure that you get the services that are free to the disability community and have those opportunities for jobs and new careers that you can have from home. I love that. I love that. I love that. I love that because again, you're not, you're trying to, you're trying to help both the candidates you're trying to help the employers and you're you're trying to destigmatize a bunch of these things at the same time right so it's part of right. the education process is also you know kind of taking some of the stereotypes common stereotypes that have been around for a long time and even some of the newer ones and and obliterating those um if someone and you know let's talk a little bit about ta and hr if 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 let's just say a company hasn't started down this path yet and and they're maybe maybe they've wanted to maybe they've had the best intentions but they're just not they're not they haven't been down this path so they they've not hired someone with either something visible visible or invisible they've just not hired someone and gone through the accommodations phase uh, and, and and really understood that what's when you coach people like that because you interact with you know companies all over. When you when you interact with folks that maybe haven't started down this path, you're not beating them over the head with a bunch of guilt. <laughs> but but you are trying to coach them like, hey, you know, let's just get started with one. You know, how does that how do you have that conversation with them? How do you kind well, of get them over the hump? There that's those are great questions. And uh, let me let me address two parts of that. Sure. Um Number one, when you're an employer partner for NTI, that means that you have at-home positions available. And right. so the accommodation of the at-home job is really usually the only accommodation that people need because the reality is if you live with a disability, your home is very likely to already be set up for you to be comfortable in that environment. And usually the biggest accommodation that you need is just an employer who's willing to let you work at home. And um, from time to time, there are people who need additional accommodations from, right. you know, some sort of screen enlarger or an ergonomic chair or such. But those are actually the exception rather than the rule. They're always very reasonable accommodations. And our HR team is very familiar with those. If you're talking about, you know, something that's a more brick and mortar and you're looking to help people with disability, many people are really concerned that there are going to be crazy accommodations that are out there because sometimes you see those in the news. The thing to remember is that the news, they're always looking for those stories that are going to make a splash. They're always looking for the exception, not the rule. As a rule, accommodations are less than $1,000 
And there's often additional community support. If you're looking for somebody to work in your brick and mortar, you can often find organizations that support that disability, either locally or nationally, that if as an organization, you are a small business and you can't afford that, that will help you fund that accommodation to hire that employee. So that's the first thing that I like to let people be aware of. The second is that the, the reality is, and the research shows, that companies who hire people with disabilities to promote a diverse and inclusive workforce see the benefits on the bottom line. They are more likely to have higher earnings and a happier workforce than otherwise. And for any of your listeners who are interested, there was a report that was put out, I believe it was in 2017, by Accenture called Getting to Equal. And it's all about that identical thing about how hiring the disability community increases your profits. And although that's not the the reason that you wanna do it, you wanna do it because it's the right thing to do, but it's the right thing to do regardless. And the benefit that comes along with it is you are more likely to have uh, a, a better profit margin. And the other thing is that the disability community tends to be really cohesive and they like to find employers and organizations that are understanding and inclusive. And if you show that your business, your company, your small cafe, whatever it is, if you can show that you are supportive and inclusive of the disability community, the disability community has money and they spend that money with organizations and companies that they are comfortable with and that As they support should. them. As and they so should. that's another, yes. So that's just one more thing that sometimes employers don't understand. So if you are, you know, looking to increase your diversity or your, you know, your footprint within your community to serve a larger population, having somebody with a disability on your staff and letting that be known can sometimes draw in many more people within that community. I love that. So one of the things I wanted to ask you is about employee referrals and job ads and really like how companies can enable, you know, their own employees possibly to help bring in uh, more of the disability community. And, and the second part of this question is about job ads, you know, things that you see on Indeed that that we need to rethink and rethink through the lens of you know the disability community. Wow, those we we could have a whole podcast just on both <laughs> of those topics. Um, <clears throat> as far as employee referrals, I think the best thing you can do is just to let your employees know by word and action that you are an inclusive company. You need Mm. to show it. It can't just be words. You need to show that you're inclusive. And today, more than ever, one of the things that companies need to do to show that they are inclusive and that they are willing to make accommodations is just to make those accommodations across the board for everyone. An incredible number of employees the world over are now saying, hey, I need a better work-life balance. I want to work micro shifts or I want to work split shifts or I want to be able to choose and sign up for different shifts, um, different weeks and different days, something as simple as that. And saying that, you know, this would enable you if you have a disability to work around your own schedule. So that's something that if you're looking to bring more people on board and you want employee referrals within the disability community, you need to be an inclusive workforce. You need to allow some sort of 
job accommodations that show that you are, you know, standing behind what you believe. And as far as, you know, being more intentional about the jobs that you are offering so that the disability community Mm -hmm. knows about them. I think stating that, like when you have an Indeed ad, just stating it, you know, people with disabilities, please apply. It, It can be as simple as that. Or is that saying that, you know, we are an inclusive workforce. Bring your whole self to work if you're uncomfortable actually using the word disability. Right. Um, the, the interesting thing is, William, is that the disability community is so vast. And like sometimes when we, we know that there's a certain community, whether it's a culture or a nationality or a religion or an area of the country, there are certain stereotypes that exist around certain groups, right? And they exist because people tend to lean that way. But within the disability community, that doesn't hold true because disability includes people from every culture and nationality (laughs) and religion, et cetera. And so you really do have to be intentional when you're trying to communicate that you are being inclusive across the board and that you're not just making one segment of that population that you have a stereotype feel included, but that you're making everyone feel included. And you know what that does? By by just you know a complete side effect of that, you become more inclusive across the board for every other group out there, whether that's LGBTQ mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. religion or nationality or right. immigrant status. If you're making that community welcome for the disability community, that means you are making it welcome for all those other communities as well. And I think that's beautiful because it's not necessarily true in the opposite. If you make your workforce and work environment and great place for one specific community, that doesn't necessarily mean that it is for the disability community, but the reverse is true. If you make it really great for the disability community, you've made it great for every other minority community out there. Oh, and you know what? It's it's great because it works as you said. It works both ways. So you're trying to you're trying to help the LGBTQ plus community. You know, there's disabled folks there as well. So yeah. you can look at it both ways and say, you know what? You if you're really truly truly going after inclusion, and uh, and you got a you know voracious appetite for inclusion. Well, you know what? Great. There's a a lot of ways to kind of go about this. So as we go out, one of the things I wanted to ask you was um, kind of your most recent or or your your favorite work from home story. My favorite work from home story? And it could be of recent because God only knows you have thousands, but uh, just just something that we can leave the audience with that just, just, you know, this Um, this was life changing. I think just, I don't think it's one specific thing that I can pinpoint. It's just the fact that NTI has grown more in the past 18 months than Mm. at any other point in our history, which means that there are more people working. In the past 90 days, William, we've hired three new directors and many other new employees because we are serving an ever-growing 
population within the disability community. And I think that's my favorite story because that means that during COVID, we're helping keep people safe. But once this is over and this pandemic is through, those at-home jobs are not going to go away. And we've launched people on new career paths and that's life-changing. When you have a disability and you say, wait a minute, I can work. And not only can I work, I can work from home and have a career. That's great. And something that we do at NTI is we always kind of track the people that we are placing with our employer partners and those that are rising the best and are the most stellar, we bring them internally. And that's how come we do so well at NTI because we offer those new careers and we are literally that inclusive organization that we strive to teach others to be. I love it. I love it. Great way to go out as well. Thank you, Kate. Thanks so much. I know you're busy. I, I absolutely appreciate your time. And thank you for educating us. And thanks for everyone for listening to the Recruiting Daily Podcast. You've been listening to the Recruiting Live Podcast by Recruiting Daily. Check out the latest industry podcasts, webinars, articles, and news at recruitingdaily.com. 